What's up, guys? Welcome to today's podcast. So guess what? I was in Charlotte and I uh, did a live class for um, the Cosmoprof show. So I'm really excited to be able to share with you guys this class in full. I hope you guys like it. If you have any questions, make sure you submit them uh, on Anchor for me. Uh, and I will try to answer them the best I can. So thank you guys so much for listening and enjoy. How are you guys? Hopefully enjoying your Sunday. How many people were in my first class? Okay. Those of you that weren't in the first class, thank you uh, for coming to this one. Um, Those of you that were in the first class, thank you for taking another shot at this whole thing. Um, Today, What I really want to focus on uh, in this portion of the class is really just getting into the guts of uh, social media and just what kind of happens, like how do you make money off social media is really what I want to talk about. Um, Hopefully that's what you guys want to hear about. But if you think about uh, like how things were in the past, how we used to make money through marketing and all of those things in the salon. Uh, some of you guys have never been through that, n- n- never did the newspaper and the, the door-to-door, like handing out your, your card and all of that stuff. Some of you guys never experienced that. How many people never went door-to-door handing out their business card? Right. <laughs> so like majority of this room has never been through that, which is totally fine and you're, you should be grateful <laughs> that that wasn't a part of your career. Today, what I want to go over is kind of like the new way of marketing yourself through social media to get more clients, to make money. Uh, If you want to do it in the way that I've done it, I can talk about that as well, Um, which is kind of beyond the the spectrum of just getting a client, but working with brands and different things like that. So uh, that's what I want to talk about today. Um, How many people in this room have, have no idea who I am took the class, or taking the class because of the title. Okay, cool. So, um, I think when you think about that, like, you guys took a class with me, you have no idea who I am, you've never seen me on social media, um, but you're taking a chance on it based on words that you read, right? So, that's a lot of what has to do with today's uh, content that we're going to talk about. Uh, it's a lot about putting yourself out there to people that have no idea who you are. Um, it's the reason I like doing these, uh, the hair shows is because I do, 100% of the people in this room are my audience, are the people that I'm trying to reach. When you're on the internet, you reach more than your audience. You reach customer, you reach uh, consumers. Like if I'm putting out a haircut tutorial and somebody watches it that's not a hair professional, it kind of defeats the purpose of putting that out there, right? So at a hair show, it's 100% my audience. What I want to teach you guys is when you put things on the internet, you should be trying to reach the highest percentage of your audience that's possible. Does that make sense? So that's what we're going to go over today. I also, um, for those of you that don't know who I am in the room, um, I'm going to do a quick download of what that is. And then I want to move into any questions that you guys have because I like to customize these classes to the people that are in the room. It's a small audience, right? There's not a lot of people in here. We can figure out what you really want to get out of this hour because we only have an hour. 
and I really want to talk as much as I can about the things that you guys actually care about and not what I thought you cared about. Does that make sense? So I think we go into a lot of assumptions on the internet as well. We put out things and we're like, why didn't it get any likes or why didn't it get any comments or whatever it is you're looking for. And when you look back at it, it's probably because you tried to put out what you thought people liked and didn't actually put out what people like. I think the success that I've had uh, in social media um, through the hair industry is because I was an educator for 10 years. And when I started putting out content, I put it out based on what I knew people wanted to know and not what I thought people wanted to know, right? So for those of you guys that are coming into the room that have no idea who I am, I have a website called Free Salon Education. Um, it's 100% free on the website. Um, and then I, I put out over 900 full-length hair educational videos over the last seven years. Um, this has become kind of my uh, niche in a way, I guess you could say. And I work with a lot of brands. I do a lot of brand consulting because brands are trying to figure out how to reach you guys. They haven't figured it out yet, and I'm kind of the bridge in that way because I figured it out early, uh, early on in the social media world. So seven years ago, I decided to leave uh, education from a standpoint of working for a brand. I worked for Paul Mitchell for 10 years, and I was doing 75 classes a year in my car, driving six hours to a class, teaching four people at a time, and I, and I decided to make a YouTube video and within the first week, that YouTube video got 100 views. And for me, it was like, all right, 100 views is way better than talking to four people every week. I feel like I can get my message out there better. I can teach more people. And I kind of ran with that. And I started making a video every week. And those videos turned into thousands of views and then millions of views. And now, seven years later, I have a company online. We do free education all the time, pretty much daily if you follow us. And, um, and that's what I do now full time. Um, I also do hair behind the chair one day a week. I literally am doing that because I still want to be able to be a person doing hair behind the chair. Um, but at the same time, I feel my value comes from creating online videos every day. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I work with my wife. She's my business partner. We've been together for 16 years. and. Uh, we create the website together. It's just the two of us. And then we have a salon staff of five. We have a, a working hair salon uh, called Salon Gratitude in New Hope. And then half of that salon is a full video studio where we produce content for brands like Joyco, Paul Mitchell. Um, we've done work with many other brands as well. I just had Joyco in. We just did their entire online uh, education course um, for their beginning uh, 2020 collection. So we're doing a lot of work. And the reason I want to tell you guys that is because I want you guys to feel open to questions. Because the whole point of this stuff, this one-on-one -on -one interaction, is you can't get this on the internet. So I want you to take advantage of that. Um, everything I could talk to you guys about, a PowerPoint presentation I could create, all that stuff you could watch on the internet anytime you want. I promise you, just Google it. Um, I've said everything I I'll probably say in this room, but I want to get specific with what you guys want to learn. So if you guys have questions, shout them out. If you don't, that's cool. I'll go on and I'll talk all about 
social media for the next hour and it'll, it'll be what it is, but I think you'll get way more out of this hour if you raise your hand and you ask whatever you're thinking. There's no stupid questions in this room. I enjoy answering your questions and I promise you the person next to you probably has that same question. So, um, yes. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia. Philadelphia, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, those of you guys that couldn't hear the what, what she was saying, uh, you lived in Philadelphia, moved down to Myrtle Beach, right? Um, and you're trying. You decided you weren't going to do hair. Your husband was going to work. And now all of a sudden you're getting back into it, right? So she's getting back into it, and her challenge is that she wants to use social media. She was never good at door to door. Most people were not, right? Um, but and that's the beauty of of the internet now is that you don't like door to door was always weird, anyways. Like <laughs> how many people did door to door, right? So like we can all say like when you did door to door, it was an awkward thing. And maybe you would get like a model out of it, but like to get a client out of it, I think it was just one of those things where a, a, a salon owner didn't want to see you just sitting there. They wanted to see you doing something, so they sent you out, right? But when it comes to, to this day and age, we don't like, and you were saying foot traffic, like foot traffic doesn't exist in 2019, right? Like there used to be the day where like somebody would come into our salon and they'd be like, oh, can I have a menu? Or can I have like, uh, t tell me about your stylist. Like people would walk in to figure things out. People don't walk in anywhere to figure anything out anymore, right? Like I'm gonna try to find a restaurant to go to tonight. I promise you, I will not walk in one of them to feel the vibe, right? I will look it up on the internet and I will read every review and I will figure it out and I'll do it based on the internet. And that's how people do it in our salons now too, right? So people call my salon. They're like, "What is your Instagram?" And I'm like. Let's gratitude salon, official, whatever. And they're like, okay, thanks. Click. They go check it out for themselves and then they make their decision and then they come in. So that's my first question for you guys. So when you think about getting back into it, not doing door to door, trying to figure out where you fit in the social media world, the social media world is now the real world, right? It's everything that you're doing in person has to be portrayed on the internet. Where people fail is that they think it's just a big portfolio. It's not a portfolio, right? It's not like it used to be. You don't just show your work. You have to show who you are because people are judging you. Every single person in this room, I promise you, has a feed of all the hair that they've done. And it probably all looks very similar. Some people better, some people worse, it doesn't matter, but it all is hair. So when you think about the new age way, 
Regina, are you in here? Um, when you think about the New Age way of doing things, I'm going to show you guys my salon real quick. So here's my salon page. And if you were in the first class, you saw this a little bit. But I want to go more in depth. That's the difference between the two classes. I want to go a little more in depth with really like my thought process and everything, right? So you'll see the first picture is a, is a picture of our chairs in our barbershop. We have a kid that gets his hair done. We have Danielle, who's in my salon. She does, she's one of our stylists. Actually, let me go right to, let me do this. So if you go down our feed, you got Danielle doing hair, right? You got some hair that we've done. You've got a picture of our business card. You got some more hair. You got Brian doing hair, who's a stylist in our salon. You got more hair. You got a picture of our salon. Notice that it rotates from being just about hair. The confusion in our industry is that you can just be really talented at hair, and that's good enough. And I'm going to tell you right now, no one cares if you're good at hair or not. They really don't. That might hook them for the first time. Like, if I'm really good at cutting hair, and I promise you, if you guys watch me on the internet, those of you that don't know me, I'm really uh, particular with hair cutting. I'm a precision uh, cutter in a way. I section things very clean. I like to work clean. But I'm telling you right now, that has my clients don't care about that. What they care about is if they like me, right? I've seen people that are really terrible at doing hair that are more successful than people that are really good at doing hair. And the reason that they're more successful is because they're better at building relationships with clients than the person that's good at doing hair, right? So when I talk about Instagram, I also think the same thing, right? I don't think every client wants to see the hair that we do. What do they want to see? They want to see their stylist working. They want to see the different pictures of action, of things happening in the salon. You'll notice when you look at this, 100 likes on Danielle diffusing hair. 75 likes on hair. No one cares about a business card, 58 <laughs> likes. This hair color, 50 likes. Brian, 60. 83 on yellow hair, because it's a little more uh, interesting, right? As you go through it, you're going to notice a trend that people, like just regular hairstyles of people that people don't know, get less attention than pictures of, let's see. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Right here, not there. Where's the salon? Pictures of the salon, people working, get more attention than the actual hair itself. And it's because people like being a part of something, right? So you have to figure out, it's not about building the best hair page, it's about building a community of people. Free salon education has always been based on building a community of real hairdressers. There are communities out there that are based on brands and selling and all of that. There are communities out there based on craft and this prestigious level of whatever. The average hairdresser on the planet um, is not that. We all are just working, we're hardworking people that come to work, we put in the work, and then we go home to our family, 
and we enjoy our family, right? That's the majority of people. So what do people want to see? They don't want to see just pictures of hair. They want to see pictures of the people that they're connected with, the relationships that they've built. So as you go through, just notice that there's different things that I'm posting. And pretty much every other photo is a picture of my team and then a picture of hair just to mix it up and to really showcase the person that's the first time they've ever looked at my salon. They're seeing that not only do we do hair, but we like each other. It's a good place. It's a community. It's, it's fun, right? So that's number one. Okay, let's see here. So to really try to kind of go a little more in depth with your question, I think the key is when you're first starting out is to focus more on not just putting hair out there and thinking it's going to stick, right? So we talked about this in the first class. When, uh, when, you, when you make a post, who are you posting it for? When you think about, if I want to make money off of a post, and not money like somebody's going to go buy something, money like are you going to get a new client, what are you going to get from it, you got to think about what is that post for? So who's got an Instagram in this room that they want to tell me and I'll look at? Okay, you seem confident about this. What's your name? Yeah. Sorry, I have a, nope, it's her. So this is another thing. I don't know if you guys have you've had a class with me before. I'm, I have this weird thing that I think I have a weird eye because I always look at somebody and they always think it's somebody else. <laughs> okay. No, her. See? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's look at it. And it's not like we're going to sit here and talk about that it's terrible. I want to really just point out some things. Okay, cool. Undiscovered? Okay, that's a good start. <laughs> okay, underscore? Curly? Nice. Curly girl? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it is your whole life, which is great. So here's where people get the wrong idea, right? They think they need a, a different page for their personal. Like, I'm not saying you don't need a different page for your personal. And here's where I'm going to get into this a little bit because I started this thing last year, and I was here last year, but um, where I say to everyone, at the end of the class, follow me, and I'll follow you back, right? And we talked about this in the last class, but like, I did that, and I followed everyone, and then all of a sudden, like, at night, I would be like, going through my feed, and I'm like, what is this? And it was like, some crazy stuff, like, things like you don't need to see, right? So. After a while, I was like, okay, I, now I want to have a disclaimer where at the end of this class, I will follow you if you follow me. If you already follow me, just unfollow me, follow me back. I'll follow you. But I will tell you, if I see something weird, I will unfollow you very fast. You keep checking? I'll keep checking. You should. 
And I literally, like, I'm telling you, like, I was following, like, thousands of people, and, like, I'll show you. After we do this, I'll show you. But I'm, like, I'm following, like, 350 people now because it's just, like, got weird. It got really weird. And, like, okay, I want to follow your professional stuff. I want to see, like, what you're doing. And this, and when I say that, do I want to see, like, what your kids are doing and, like, all this stuff? Of course. Right? Like, I, I don't, like... We have to get out of this, like, people want to see real stuff, right? So here's the thing. When I look at this page right, right away, I'm going to say that it looks like there's a lot going on, and I can't really focus on anything, right? So that, that would be my first thing. Just, just find your style. You know what I mean? Find your style. What's that? No and I'm gonna try to make it easy by the end of the day. So here's the thing. So let me just tell you about like some style things first off. And let me ask you this question. Why post that? What is that telling? What's the story? Pressure, okay. Top nine, okay. So here's what I would do, right? So let's talk about like style from a, from a standpoint of engagement, right? I would put my top nine, but I would put them in a slideshow, first off. And I would put the, the number one thing as my first slide, and then I would rank them that way in my mind, because I want the first thing that everyone sees to be the best thing, right? When you look at it like this, it doesn't right away, you have a millisecond capture someone's attention, and then it's what you do after that that's going to keep their attention. Does that make sense? So when you look at that, that doesn't keep my attention at all. It just makes me go, cool. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, hmm, what's she thinking about? <laughs> right? Which is a good thing. So then I'm like, okay, well, this picture, as much as this is like some work and stuff. This one, I'm like, hmm, I don't, I don't know what we're going. Now I might read about it, right? Then I go here, and this might be on my list of things that you should delete this. Okay. So here's why, right? So when I look at this, the words are cut off. All that. So you took that from stories, right? And what is your story with this one? Uh, Jesus Yep. You repost it. What I would say is if you have a client who has a story or whatever, first off, you can repost that in your stories, and I think it's a great story. Yeah, I know. I know you. <laughs> and here's what I want everyone to know in this room. I'm not getting on you about this. I don't think anyone in this room really knows, right? It's a thing. Like, there's a reason people are here. It's... And it's because no one in this room is really obsessing over this, and you shouldn't, right? You're just interested, so you're here. If you're obsessed over it, you would have studied on Google last night to figure it out, right? So some of you are in this room because you've seen me on the internet, and you just want to be here, right? Some of you are in this room because 
you read the description of the class and you're like, all right, I got some time this weekend, I'm gonna take that class because I wanna learn everything about it. What I'm gonna tell you right now is that the reality is you can't learn this in an hour, but I'm gonna do my best to share as much as I can. But what I can tell you is that if you just take a moment, if you really are into this, then you'll learn it. And all you have to do is YouTube it and you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about anything. But when, you, when I look at this stuff, this is more like, I can tell the story of why you might not be grabbing the engagement. And then I look here at the hashtags, right? So then I want to break into the hashtags. And personally, I just want to say thank you for letting me do this because, you know what I mean? Like, everyone in this room has the same account, right? But we're going through it. Urban Decay Cosmetics, don't hashtag them, right? Don't hashtag them because they're not doing anything for you. What are they doing for you? Right? Any beauty brand on the planet, don't hashtag them. Unless they're doing something for your local business in your town, don't hashtag them. And I'll talk about hashtags in a second. The other thing is makeup artist. Makeup artist is a great hashtag if you want to be a famous makeup artist because it will get people, it'll, it'll stick you to people that are looking at makeup artists, right? But if you want a client in your town because you're a makeup artist, you don't hashtag makeup artists, you hashtag where you live, right? What's that? I'll show you. So then when we look at Throwback Thursday, Throwback Thursday is great. This is a throwback post. Is that why you put that? They don't make it anymore. So it's a throwback to this, this product, right? Okay, cool. So, and is it cool to show that off because it's like a collection of something? No, and this is the thing, like this is where, right? So, yeah. And here's what, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm reading what you wrote, and, I, and it's cool. I think it's cool. I think it's a good thing. I don't even think you need to hashtag Throwback Thursday. So I think a lot of times, like I love that you tell the story of like that you've had these, like I think it's valuable for your clients to know that like you've been involved in it for a long time. Like that kind of stuff is a story, but Throwback Thursday ties you into everyone's Throwback Thursday and their like seventh grade picture of like, Meh. like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> that puts you in a different world, right? So like that's where we have to be careful because hashtags are specific, right? And sometimes we hashtag, like not sometimes, all the time we hashtag stuff and it's like, hashtag I'm on stage wearing white shoes in Charlotte. <laughs> like that is nothing. That means nothing, right? Hashtag is a specific, and we talked about in the first class, those of you guys that weren't in it, 
A hashtag is a specific sticker that gets put on you when you look at stuff on the internet, right? So a lot of us in this room would say, coming into here, that a hashtag is something that I can search and I can find things that are based on that hashtag or I can use it as a branded stamp, things like that. A hashtag is a judgment that you guys place on yourself as you search through the internet. So let's say I look at a post. Um, I find this very interesting person um, happens to be, I'm just going to use the example because we're being real and, and I said it last class, but whatever. I was looking at a Post Malone, I just happened, it came through my feed. I saw a Post Malone interview um, and he was doing something and, I, and it was engaging so I was watching it for a little bit and then all of a sudden I, it got over and I swiped to the next video and then all of a sudden it's another video of Post Malone on a different account. It was like Post Malone fans on Facebook. So then I saw that video and I watched that for a little bit and I swiped it again. It was something random and I swipe again and it was Post Malone again, a different account. This is what happens. Every move that you make on the internet, you're being judged and you're being, you're being put into a box. And that box is, do you like hashtag Throwback Thursday? Do you like hashtag makeup artists? What do you like? What do you look at? And then as you look at it, now on your organic feed, Instagram's like, okay, I got this box of stuff that she likes. Let me shake it up. And then I'm gonna post it in her organic feed. So now all of a sudden you see on Instagram, posts of Post Malone from different accounts and posts of makeup and posts of this and that, white shoes and these things, because that's, the per that's who you are. The internet has decided that that's who you are as a person, and now I'm gonna show it to you. So now that you have that knowledge, think about as you post to try to get local clients, what are you doing? What are you posting? What are you gonna hashtag? I'm not gonna hashtag blonde, I'm not gonna hashtag makeup, I'm not gonna hashtag throwback Thursday, on my local posts because I'm gonna hashtag the things that are local to me, like my town, my county, my local restaurant. Uh, I'm gonna tag my local restaurant. I'm gonna do everything I can to keep myself local and not put any of those other hashtags on because Throwback Thursday is only an excuse to post, right? But for me, you don't have to put Throwback Thursday. You could just put the story of the makeup and how it's been there for a while. Everyone knows that Thursday is kind of the day to do that. You don't have to tie yourself into that world, right? Because the people that might get attached to that Throwback Thursday are not local business people. They're not people that are gonna to come to your salon and do business, right? Does that make sense? Okay. Do you sell this? That was personal. That was personal. Sharing a bit of me today. I like that. Yeah? Nope. It doesn't matter at the order, and it doesn't matter where you put them. You can put them in the comments, and you can put them in the actual post. And some of you in here are thinking how many hashtags? It doesn't matter. The point of this class today, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to take 100 classes in life. See, these are like people like that I've been now following. <laughs> okay, so he, here's what I'm gonna tell you. 
nothing, there's no right thing to put on the internet. The only right thing is to put yourself, your true 100% authentic self on the internet and people will like it. What they don't want to see is fake, right? So you're going to take 100 classes throughout your life in social media and all of them are going to say, do a 30 second video and this many hashtags and this and that and I guarantee you all those people don't actually have a successful business on the internet. They don't actually do it every single day of their life and study it and follow it. I'm telling you there's no rhyme or reason to what works and what doesn't, but the things that always work are the things that I do that are 100% not to benefit myself and that are to benefit the people out there. I'll show you that example here. So when we go to my, um, my Instagram, right? Also talked about this in the first class, but I want to break down some of my posts. This is my last post um, 18 hours ago. Somebody from the last class, is, that, is Bishop Branding in here? No. Somebody in my last class commented because there was no comments but, and said, I care. I'm going to tell you right now, people don't care about this post. I know posting this post that no one cares. I'm just hoping that five people from Charlotte see this post and actually come to the class. That is my hope. That's a selfish post. That's just the way it is, right? Sometimes you have those. Then you look at this one, right? This is me doing what I do every day. This is me in my studio, cutting hair. It's a picture of that. Gets 872 likes compared to 246. Now, still, that's not really that's still kind of an egotistical post, right? I know it's going to get some likes because some people like to just see what I do. But at the, for the most part, people come to my page because they want to see how to do a haircut, not to see me doing a haircut and not explaining how to do it, right? So then you look at this post, which is me actually doing something cutting texture, cutting bangs, doing all that stuff. 43,000 people watch it. And then you look at this one where I'm cutting a guy's hair right away, getting into hair, doing my thing, 108,000. This one, I'm not in it. It's just a picture of the studio. So again, less engagement. Because why? because there's nothing that people are attaching to. They're not attached to my studio. They don't care about my studio. None of that. So 375 likes, right? This one, my business card from beauty school, represent Iowa. So, and here's the other thing I want you to see. These videos I started making recently, they're kind of a, summing up a whole entire hour-long class that we've been doing on our app. Now, it only gets 12,000 views. And the reason it only gets 12,000 views is because of this. It's me talking for a little bit. And for that amount of time, people don't care, right? So when you look at a video like, let's say, this one, 90,000 views, because right away my hands are in the head. T 
teaching something. It's because this video is less selfish. This video is more about you guys and less about me, right? This one, it's about business, never goes over well. <laughs> Just the way the world is. So let me go to this one right away, hands and hair, 57,000. So there's a trend, 74,000, it's hair right away. This one, 14,000, not so much. This one, 171,000, my hands are in hair right away. The point of this whole thing is that all of us in this room, right away, if we're going to go do a live video on the internet, it's us standing there, and we're like, and how many people do live videos? A couple. <laughs> Most of you don't even do them. So um, you should. It should be a thing that you do in your salon. Live video is the best thing you can possibly do because it's long-form content, and I'll talk about that in a second. But what we do is we get ready for a live video. Everyone does it, even Cosmoprof, even American Salon, all of these companies do it. And when they go live, it's a person like they're on the red carpet talking to a camera. And none of us in this room have time to listen to if we like that person or we don't, right? So we don't listen to it, we don't engage with it, and it goes away in our feed, right? So think about it this way. If I were to do, I have my client in the chair, I'm doing hair, and I have my assistant or my receptionist or a non-busy person in the salon, or you work by yourself and you have your phone attached to your mirror with a gorilla pod, which looks like this. There's smaller versions. But this cool little thing, you can get an attachment for your phone. It goes like this. You can wrap these legs literally like around everything. And then you have a tripod wherever you want, right? So you have this around your station, sitting on your station, whatever. And now you're giving a beauty tip live to your customer. You're talking, you're doing all your stuff, you're staying natural because you don't want to affect the client relationship. But the great thing is you can download that video and send it straight to your customer when they're done. So think about it this way. I'm doing a blow dry for my customer. I blow her out. I'm giving all these tips. I'm showing her different things. I turn the camera so I can get the angle, and I'm doing it for her, right? I do it for her, and I record the whole thing. Maybe it's 45 minutes long. And then what I do is I then send it off, or I edit it myself to a person for 100 bucks that will edit that thing into 14 videos that I can use on the internet, right? So it could be, hey, Susan, just so you know, one of the best things that you can do to keep your hair moisturized is use this product, blah, 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 and I like to, this is the process. Maybe you, you put the, uh, the conditioner on your hair and you wrap it in a hot towel and you leave it on in the shower for 10 minutes, whatever it is, right? We have these things like, oh, take your hair to Sunday school on every Sunday for 10 minutes, put it on your hair, let it soak for 10 minutes, and then you're good to go. Those little tips, every single thing that you're doing behind the chair is a piece of content for the internet, right? So all you have to do is film it, give it to Susan as a take-home product, and then chop it up for yourself because I promise you, out of that 45 minutes, five minutes of it is actually interesting and you're gonna give it that five minutes to the internet, 
because that five minutes is actually something that somebody will consume. Does that make sense? So then from that, you give advice to the internet about how to take care of their hair, and now all of a sudden, you target and market that to your local town. That makes sense? So everything that I'm doing on life, like look at this. So this guy right here is this microphone right here, right? This microphone and this guy have nothing to do with you guys, right? This is recording what I'm saying right now, and then later tonight, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna chop it up, I'm gonna find the most interesting parts, because I promise you this hour was not fully interesting, but some of it was, and I'm gonna chop it up, and I'm gonna re-put it on the internet as a subject. What is a hashtag? How does a hashtag work? Here's five minutes. Listen to this, right? So now, everything I'm doing, because the way the internet works and the way that reality works is, it used to be you would travel the show circuit for hair shows to speak to your core audience, and you would use that, and you would do it every single weekend and reach 100 people at a time every time. The difference between nowadays and, before, and uh, the past is that if I give a class to you guys, and then I walk out, good night, see you later, that class stays in this room, right? If I'm recording it and I put it on the internet, it goes forever. So does every haircut I do. So does every, every single thing I do lives, goes on forever, right? That haircut that I did on YouTube seven years ago still gets 100,000 views a month on YouTube and I never had to do it again. I just did it once, right? So think about those things. So when you're looking at targeting a local business, you have to make everything, not only do you collect the content, but, and you have the, the advice for Susan, um, your customer, but then you chop it up and you target it out to the people in your local area. Question? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yourself. Yeah. I, you are a business. You know what I mean? Like, everyone in here, whether you work for somebody or not, or you work commission or not, like, and this is a thing that it used to be, like, back in the day, you only have yourself to look out for, really, you know? And it can benefit the salon, like if they want to post your stuff, but you're going to get just as much attention. Like it's not going to hurt you to just focus on you and growing yourself and your work and all of that. Like there's no reason. You post it on both, though. Yeah. This is what's. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is what um, I would say focus on one. If you feel like it's a struggle, focus on one. And here's, here's where I find that, like, to make it, like, kind of a bigger picture, hair companies and everybody at this point in life, like, they're constantly, like, for instance, hair companies will create content, they'll put it on their website, and they're very like anti, like don't put it, I don't want it on anything else, exclusive to my site. Like people are going to like break down walls to go watch a video on something.com, right? When the internet is kind of like, I don't wanna go anywhere other than my social media pages to watch anything. Like I don't wanna do anything because it's inconvenient to go to a website, right? So. When you think about like your stuff that you're creating, maybe your salon's not that focused on it, let it be posted on there, but do your thing, right? So if the salon wants to use it, who cares? Let them use it. They're using it because it makes their brand look better. Well, that all trickles down to you, so it doesn't matter, right? Who cares who posts it, who shares it, who steals it, who does whatever, it doesn't matter. The more eyeballs they get on your stuff, the better, right? So just keep doing your thing, focus on what you're doing, and I wouldn't worry about, yeah. So I think your Instagram stories and your Facebook stories and YouTube stories, all that stuff, it should just be throughout your day, those interesting things, right? Where, where we get confused is that we make Instagram stories uh, or we make our Instagram feed like a story. So Instagram stories should be like, oh, like I'm doing this right now. Instagram feed should be something you really thought out and it brings value to the person. Right? Story is like a thought. It's your day. It's everything you're doing. So if those of you guys that know what a vlog is, um, vlogging about your day or whatever it is, everything you're doing this weekend, everything interesting, all that stuff should be on your Instagram story all the time. Every move you make should be like, oh, let me capture something fun. Like if that's what you're going to do, and your feed should be beautiful hair, should be cool shots of you in the salon. It shouldn't be like, oh, I'm here in a class, right? Because no one cares that you're here in a class, except you and the other people that are around you because this is the world they live in. But your clients, they care that you're in a class, but they only care story-wise. It doesn't make your feed look better. So when we go from a style standpoint, when you look at somebody's feed, it's like, oh, this person's super talented, and they're really interesting on their story, right? So think about it that way. Share your life on your story and your interesting stuff and your day-to-day -day and your, your, I'm running a special on shampoo or whatever you're doing. Don't put that on your feed, right? Because the less engagement you get on your post, the less people show it to, to people, right? Or less the platforms show it. So if you're constantly posting like pictures of shampoo and things that people don't care about, 
you're going to get less engagement when you actually post something that people will care about. So think about it. Put a lot of thought into those, uh, what you want your feed to look like. Do you have a question? Public, um, because I, first off, like I'm a person, like if you have a private page, like I feel like I, I don't want to follow, like I, unless I, we're friends, like I don't want to try to follow you because I don't know if you want me to, right? So you got to think about like the reality of, of what it is. I think if you put personal stuff on there, then you should have that private page. And then if you, then make a business page, right? And then if you have, so also, when people are organically looking for you, you'll never show up if you have a private page. So it's, it's funny to me, because you see people like with a private page and they hashtag stuff, but your hashtag doesn't show up anywhere because you have a private page. You're not gonna show up in somebody's organic feed. Your pictures aren't seen by anybody because you're private, unless it's people that actually follow you already. Make sense? That makes sense. Kind of, yeah. Anywhere you have a few followers, it has to be private for you. If you have what? If you have low followers, If you have a few followers, do you have it private? Yeah, it's my question. If anywhere you you have just a few followers, it has to be private. Still, no, it's a public. Like, if you want it to be pub, like, do you want it to be private or you want it to be public? Public. Public because you're organically found. So if you have a business, you want people to be able to find you. Um, if it's private, people can't find you. They only find you if you tell them about yourself, right? And the only way to tell them about yourself is to do it through the internet. So yeah, public is, if you have a business, you have to be public or famous. Like you can be public or famous. Like you can, <laughs> You're not famous and you're private, you're just gonna be private forever. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do you I'm a very like down to earth truthful person and I am on social media and I'm trying to get that into it. How do you for me though I'm trying to get the truthful honest with myself because I just like balancing the two things like all the time. So I I like I do that truthfully sometimes just for separation of like like So how do you feel and I, I'm sure a lot of people in this room feel this as well. Here's, here's where I have a challenge giving you one. I don't either, just so you know. Like, I, 
I film all my YouTube videos. Everything I do, I film by myself. The only time it's not by myself is if it's live, because I need somebody to switch the cameras. Um, so I have my assistant, or my receptionist. Honestly, she's not even a receptionist. She's my niece, who graduated beauty school. She's building her book. She's everything. <laughs> so I have six employees. So to talk about like real to you guys, like we don't have, like it's me, my wife, we have five staff. Um, two of them, or one of them is super busy, like ridiculously busy, can't get booked, can't get in with like for three months. And the other ones are busy, but not like super busy. So there's always somebody that can help with something. You work by yourself, it's a different world, but what I would say to you, if I worked by myself, which most of the time I'm in my room doing my stuff by myself, um, but I'm not behind the chair all day doing clients and trying to capture it, I would say I would have this kind of thing to work with, and then I would make time. I would book 10 minutes to get photos after every client in my book because I know how important it is. And if I'm too busy to book that 10 minutes, I raise my prices, so then I have that 10 minutes to do it. Because the value, here's what happens. We get so busy in the moment, and then life happens, and I promise you, some of you young hairdressers in here, I thought I was doing hair like a year yesterday, and now it's 16 years later. Like, and now like the business is different, everything is different, and I promise you, you feel young and you feel like you're doing your thing right now and it's going to creep up and 10 years later, 15 years later, you're going to be like, where am I in this industry? I don't know what's going on, right? So you have to stay in the times of what's happening to market yourself, to stay current with what's happening. So for you, I would say make sure that you take that little bit of time and dedicate your time to doing it because it's so important. And this is, yeah, here's the thing. I think, honestly, you should have as many accounts as you can. Like, it's hard for me to give you, like, a, a straight-up answer because I have, I have a personal Instagram, a business Instagram, a personal Facebook, a business Facebook, a salon Facebook, um, a hair salon locator Facebook. Like, I, ha I collect them all. I love them all, and I don't give them all the same attention, but I have them and I share it to all of them because it doesn't matter, like, hair salon locator might have 200 followers, while my Facebook has 200,000 followers. But, like, I don't care because the 200 to that page, I might spark one person. Like, 200,000, you get just a bunch of weirdos, and then you get, like, you know, a couple, like, a couple good ones, you know? Like, it's, I post to everything. I post, when I post my podcast, I post it to every podcast platform there is on the planet. Some of them get one listen, some of them get a thousand listens. Like, there's no, 
So the reason it's hard for me to give you an answer because you did say the part of you just the time to do it. And what I would say is there are multiple platforms where you can use them to kind of post on everything. And I think the more you post on stuff, the better. Um, it, it's hard. Like, there's no easy way to be successful on the internet. Like, you're successful behind the chair. It sounds like you're, you're busy quite a bit, right? So personally, I think as long as you raise your prices a little bit and get a little more involved in the internet, I think you're good to go. I don't think you need to be, you don't need to be involved like I am, right? Or somebody else that's just getting out of school, I think they need to be really involved in capturing everything they're doing. If you're already booked, I mean, the goal is to be booked, right? If you're not making the money that you wanna make, I think you should raise your prices a little bit. Like, let's say, you know, five, $10 a person, and that might drop you a few people, right? Four, maybe three people a week will drop off your book. You'll be making the same amount of money, but you'll have a little bit more time, right? So this is where people, and I talked about this in the first class, we're in a relationship business. We get really close to people, but you can't get that close. Because I got into the hair industry to be successful and spend time with my family, watch my kid grow up, and make money, and do something that I love, right? If you're grinding behind this chair all day long, and I can't breathe, and have no time for social media posting or marketing your business, and no time for your family or whatever it is, then you're not doing it right. So you raise your prices, you're gonna drop everyone you love and you're gonna keep the ones you hate. It's unfortunately the, <laughs> the reality of the business. <laughs> but it is what it is. Like that's how you got, if you wanna grow and you're, not, and you're not happy at where you're at personally with that level, then just raise it a little bit. Raise the bar. If you're not busy, don't raise your prices, right? Sometimes we're too quick to make that jump because we wanna make more money and you're not ready yet. You need to be fully booked where you can't breathe, then raise your, your prices. Yeah? When you talk about the so there's a couple ways you can do it. And so the question is, if I did a video on a blow dry, like how to do a blow dry, right? Um, would I use a microphone um, to record that so that the blow dryer is not kind of blowing out the, the sound and all of that stuff. So here's what I would do, because a lot of you guys aren't gonna figure out how to hook up a microphone to your, to your phone and all that stuff, right? It's not gonna happen. What I would say, there's two ways to do it. You can either say what you're gonna do, then blow dry, which is what I would probably do, or you can blow dry, don't say a word, which is the other thing I would do, film the whole thing, and then later on, record your voice over top of it explaining what you're doing and grab a clip from that. Does that make sense? So here's, here's kind of a reality, I got one minute left. Here's the reality of like what, why I evolved the way I, I did. I, I don't really love being around people. <laughs> 
like, like I like, no, like I like you, I like you guys, but like I don't like like every day. Like I don't like having, I don't like having conversations that mean nothing, right? So, if you notice, if you follow me on the internet, I cut mannequin heads almost always. <laughs> And the reason is because it's me and my thoughts and everything gets to go into that and not that person's thoughts because I go in with a goal of what I want to teach you guys and I do that, right? The other thing is I don't really love, like I'm not a person who's going to go behind the chair even though I like speaking in front of people, but like when I'm one-on-one -on -one in a weird, uncomfortable situation, if you're recording me with the phone, like I'm fine. But like, I would much rather you're close up to my hands, which is gonna get more engagement anyways, you record it, and then later on I, I think about my thoughts and I actually put them down on the video. So that's always what I've done um, since day one. I recorded my first videos with an iPad and we just kind of walked around and filmed the whole thing. And then I put that into editing software. I got a USB microphone, which is like 150 bucks. I plug that in my computer and I sat there, watched the video, and I talked, which is what I do best. Um, so, and, and when I wasn't saying the right thing, I, I stop it and I rewind it, I delete it, and I do it again, right? So think about it that way uh, when you go to make your stuff, is figure out what works for you. You're not gonna do it like I do it. You're not gonna do it like everyone else does it. Maybe you record it, maybe you do it later. Like, but do it. That's, that's it. Because if you don't, you're going to go behind. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so most of the time, to be uh, you know, completely honest, I, I edit on my computer. Right? I use Final Cut Pro. Um, but for the videos that you guys need to make, there's an app called Premiere Rush, which might cost you like 10 bucks a month, I don't know, but it's totally worth it. Uh, and you go in, and like this one here, I've learned that this is like, this app doesn't work on a projector, but like you can chop up you can chop up all your clips in there and you can edit your video and cut out all the bad stuff. Like, like I said before, I'm recording this entire thing. I will not put, I will put this entire thing out, but I'll also put it out in segments of subjects. So I'll take things that I think are interesting, that I think people will like, and I'll cut it into maybe a two minute or a five minute subject and post that as a podcast as well. Same thing with your video. Record your entire um, client experience from the blow dry to the, the product recommendation to the tips, all of that stuff, the end result, and then make a video out of that and chop it up however many times you can to make more and more content. Most people make something, put it on the internet, and never go back to it. Most people take a post and maybe they'll repost it, maybe they'll throw back Thursday it, they'll do those things, but people don't remember last Thursday, right? So it doesn't need to be a throwback, it can be a thing that's happening right now. 
right? So I'll take posts, I'm constantly, I have a whole library of thousands of videos that were created that I'll repost and people think it's the first time. Some of you guys didn't even know who I was when I, when I walked in this room. A lot of people unfollow me on the internet. So three months from now, I got a totally different audience that I'm sharing new stuff to that's old stuff. Repurpose, collect. Collect everything that you're doing, the entire day that you're behind the chair, you're, you're creating content, you're just not capturing it, right? So make sure you capture it and share it. And make sure you follow me on Instagram so I can follow you back. And don't do anything weird. <laughs> All right, guys, I got, that's my time, but I'll be here tomorrow if you guys wanna come back. Thank you so much. All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast, that live class. Um, if you made it this far listening to this podcast, maybe you're in your car or whatever, uh, when you get to a safe point, go on Instagram, follow me at Free Salon Education if you're not already, and make sure you send me a message. I'd love to know that you made it this far in the podcast, what you thought about it. And again, if you have any questions, then just follow me on Anchor, which is a podcast app if you're not listening on that already. Uh, follow me on there. You can ask questions. You can be a little more interactive um, and you'll get alerts every time I uh, po post a podcast. So um, yeah, again, thank you so much for listening, making it this far. Uh, you're an hour in, so you are definitely on my list of favorite people. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.